Welcome to episode eight of Super States, Practices of Transformation with me, your host, Joshua Peters. If you, like me, find yourself fascinated by the idea of using trance states for personal and professional growth, including hypnosis, psychedelics, breathwork, sexuality, and more, you're in the right place. This week, I talk with Don Bennett. Dawn is a master NLP coach, a hypnosis trainer, and has a wealth of healing knowledge that she's ready to share with you. Stay tuned because here we go with NLP and emotional freedom technique with Dawn Bennett. Welcome to Super States, Don Bennett. I'm so excited to have you uh, to have you here today with me. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm excited to see you again. Uh, now, Don, we've known each other for uh, even in the off, not even on the online world, but we've known each other uh, for for quite a while. Mm -hmm. uh, for people that don't know you, Don, why don't you describe to us what it is that you do and how that can transform people's lives? Yeah. So right now, the big thing that I really love doing is working with the unconscious mind. And what that means is I help people find the source of all of their challenges. So in other words, if they're, um, if they're having challenges in their personal relationship, for example, like where is the dynamic? Like where did that start from childhood or from their family situation or maybe a hard breakup or something in the past? So that way we can clear a whole bunch of stuff and re make really positive and powerful changes in their life. Um, more quickly than than I have with some of the other things I've used with my clients in the in the past. And and I know you've used uh, you kind of have had a long journey. Uh, when I first knew you, you were doing a lot of emotional freedom technique, uh, which is a which is a great process itself. Uh, but and before that, I know you you did massage as well. So you've you've been uh, in the healing space for quite a while. Why don't you? Mm -hmm. Give us the journey that you went from uh, to get to where you are now. Yeah. So, and, you know, talking about like how can bigger things happen? I really, I was going to school for international business because I didn't know that there was a possibility of healing on any kind of level beyond um, traditional medications here in the United States. And I was at a Tai Chi class and I met someone who's going to be a massage therapist. And that's what started my journey. Um, through that person, I got brought to the nursing program and learned therapeutic touch, which is all about working with the aura and the energy system of the human body. So I dropped out of college, went to massage school. Um, and as I started working with my clients coming out of massage school, I was doing a lot of car accident work and it became very evident to me that the emotions were trapped in the body mm. as well. Right. Because I'd touch an area and they'd be like, oh, my grandmother used to rub my neck like this. Or, oh, yeah, that's where my old football injury happened. Or they'd start crying because it reminded them of their current accident. So I started really exploring Peter Levine's work and how emotions and trauma are held in the body and in our nervous system, which led me actually to become a classical homeopath. And so I practiced classical homeopathy for 10 years. So working a lot with that energetic, esoteric medicine and where does our mind, our body, our soul, our higher self really connect and where's that energetic imbalance within us that can mm -hmm. be shifted. So everything patterns and changes at once. And then I was like, 
everything I do, people are coming to me for. They're coming to me for massage. They're coming to me for craniosacral. They're coming to me for homeopathy. And I found EFT tapping, emotional freedom techniques. And I was like, this is the thing. I'm totally going to do this forever. And actually, I still work with it with my clients because it is such a powerful tool. Um, it's one of the first things I teach people so they can use it to self-regulate, so they can use it when they're stressed out, they can use it for manifestation, however they choose to use that tool. Um, but then I I actually was in the desert uh, traveling and I was loving traveling. I loved everything about it. And one day I just woke up and I was like, what? what's my purpose here? Like, I have no purpose. And I was in this like really interesting hole mm. of hopelessness, like, there's no point in me being here. I don't need to be here anymore. Like there's nothing I'm doing. I don't care. I wrote my books. I did my thing, meh, whatever. But at the same time, being a healer, I was watching myself going, huh, that's really interesting. Like why, what's that about? Like, where's that coming from? And why did yeah. it come on overnight, right? So quick, so quick. Um, and a woman happened to call me who was a hypnotherapist and a neurolinguistic programming trainer. And she's like, hey, let me take you through this timeline therapy thing, which is about clearing emotions from the past. Mm -hmm. And that shifted my whole world again. And so, of course, then I started getting into what I'm getting into now, which is all of that unconscious mind work at a really deeper level. So I still do almost everything that I've done in the past, but my main focus is that unconscious mind access. And then I just pull in my other tools when needed. So um, I love that. And I love being able to do that for people. That's, I mean, that's quite, that's pretty common that we, we, uh, follow the things that make an, you know, change our lives, right? We, yes. we have an experience and like, Oh, let's learn more about this. Yep. So that's really, uh, a really unique journey to go from really starting from massage all the way through to, uh, NLP and, and hypnosis. Mm -hmm. As you think of, so the classic NLP types of processes are very conversational. Mm -hmm. How do you see those utilizing a trance to help people make changes in their lives? Mm, yeah. So traditional NLP, a lot of what people do is use words in a certain way to convince people of something or remind their unconscious mind to wake up to something. So we make assumptions like, I know you're wondering, why, what I'm going to talk about today and how that's going to help you. And your mind goes, oh, actually, okay. And it starts engaging. So when people are in trance, right, which remember we're in trance, we, listeners probably know we're in trance a lot of the time anyway during the day. Mm -hmm. We actually take as NLP practitioners these natural language models that we're already using that already access our unconscious mind. And so when people are in hypnotic trance, Sometimes it just allows things to be a little softer. So as I build the world or as I remind them of the world that they already want, the goals that they want, the desires they already have within them, I can add the neurolinguistic programming just to really open up some of those access points and remind the un unconscious mind that there's more solutions than just the one that our conscious mind thinks is there, right? So like, yeah. I think I want to stop um, arguing with my spouse okay, so I'm going to do that by, um, you know, tapping or by journaling or just by, you know, not talking about it or whatever. Well, when we start on reminding through NLP that there are actually other solutions, um, mm -hmm. the, the mind starts coming up with really fascinating ways to really healthily and in alignment with our own soul, make those changes. Yeah. You know, I like that. 
so you talked a little bit about how you found this this NLP and this this teacher that had contacted you. Mm-hmm. Where is it that you go to to learn more uh, more about more in your field? Mm-hmm. So the training I took started out with uh, Dr. Liz Bolin, and she's a naturopath who also is a hypnotherapy certified trainer and an NLP trainer. Um, so I started out working with her and that was all online courses. And now I've hit the level where she can't train me anymore. So now I'm seeing a woman named uh, Dr. Kim Redman who owns uh, Creatrix Go Quantum. Um, and then I get certified under the American Board of NLP and the American Board of Hypnotherapy. So those are my my main resources for that. Great. Yeah. What is something that you think everyone in your industry should either start doing or stop doing? I think one of the biggest challenges I've seen in my industry throughout forever, massage therapy, homeopathy, EFT, is that we tend to make assumptions about our clients or even have subtle agendas about our clients. And that can be as little as, cool, you want to stop fighting with your husband? I'm going to make you help you stop fighting with your husband when really... Like, yes, of course, that's a goal. We're moving towards that goal. But sometimes other things need to shift or heal first. And that path doesn't look like we think it should as practitioners or as we think it should as clients, Mm -hmm. right? So staying open to the possibility that that might not be actually the thing that's going to shift right now. What may shift first is their self-love or their ability to work out or their communication at work because that's the first level of learning that they need in order to stop fighting with their husband. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, I, I really like that because it, it makes me think back, you know, when I'm working with clients too, it, it's almost always there's a certain problem that they come with, mm-hmm. right? I, I want to stop fighting with my husband, mm-hmm. but this is showing up in all of these other ways as well. And it's that journey. Uh, sometimes that first thing is just the the spark that gets them to start to look at all of these things. And it becomes a whole journey of self-discovery mm-hmm. that neither one of us really knows where it's going to go or what it what is exactly it's doing. Like they're leading and kind of guiding the process for you to help them find their own internal resources. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's amazing. It could be like this fighting with the husband comes from not feeling love, which comes from sometime when they were four and they brought a picture to mom and mom was too busy cooking and they felt unwanted and loved and loved in the moment. You're like, as a logical adult, you're like, well, of course my mom loved me, even though she didn't look at my picture. But that four-year-old child is now informing how you're interacting with your husband, you know, and it's, yeah. it's amazing the things that we don't understand. Like, I loved my trainer saying one day, she said, what you think is the problem probably actually isn't the problem. Yeah, exactly. That's that. I see that so often. Um, what, what, what's a practical way that someone could use this type of work to change your life? Hmm. Mm-hmm. You mean like when they're doing it on their own? Is that what you're saying? Or are you talking about when they see somebody professional? Let's, let's start with just when, the, if they were going to see someone. Mm-hmm. So What I usually look at when I'm working with clients or when people are looking for a change is like being really clear about what they want to see. Like what is the actual number one thing they'd like to see different in their life? And what does it look like? Because often we show up with a problem 
And we don't actually know what we want our life to look like when the problem isn't there. So I think step one is finding a, a coach, a relationship person, a, a, a whatever it is, right? An NLP practitioner, a hypnotherapist, a, you know, whatever tool we decide uses, make sure that we resonate with the tool, right? Make mm -hmm. sure we resonate with the person. So I would say, don't be afraid to really ask, like kind of... Um, uh, like ask people, what is it that they do? How do they help their clients? But also how can they help me? And make sure that you pay attention to those little deep like niggles inside of you. Like, is this the right person for me? Like all the words they may say may be perfect and they may be really great at what they do, but might not be exactly the right person for you and that's okay. So mm. that's usually what I tell people is like when we do an initial intake, for example, interview, it's like, I'm not always the right person and that's okay. So do you want somebody different? Do you want something like maybe you want someone that does NLP, but it's also a psychologist. So I can help you find that. Yeah. So just understanding like the depth of, of what else might be going on. So who are the best kind of people that, that you work with? Mm -hmm. I love, like, I love people like my, my natural, like when I took the strengths finder, it was like all about empathy and compassion and harmony and input. Like, so I'm very, very, one of my skills is really helping people see where their communication is. In other words, how are they hearing it differently from somebody else? So the people that I work with um, tend to be people that are trying to have better friendships or have better relationships or find their perfect relationship. But usually the first thing that drives them in is something that seems more demanding. Like I'm feeling super lonely or I'm feeling more depressive feelings than I normally have, or I can't get myself motivated. And mm -hmm. okay, well, what do you want in your life? Well, I want a relationship, you know? So it's like, I want, I, but I, sh and then they have all these ideas like, well, I need to work out first before I get a relationship because nobody's going to want me when I'm weak like this, or I need to, you know, buy a new house or get a better job before I can find the relationship of my dreams when really that's not the case. Right. So really helping with those limiting beliefs and understandings. Um, yeah. That's, that's usually where I end up with my clients. And is there any, so, so say somebody was wanting to start mm -hmm. making some kind of change or figuring out how to move past some of those limiting beliefs. Do you have a, a specific technique that they could use with themselves, something that they could use to help mm. move past a belief like that? Yeah, usually I actually have them start with emotional freedom techniques with tapping, you know, so exploring the beliefs. So that can be as simple as, let's say you're like, oh, um, nobody, like, I can't find it. Let's say I can't find a guy until I get in shape, you know, so we can actually tap like, I know I can't find a guy until I get in shape. Yep, no guy's going to want me until I get in shape. And we start listening to the little voice in the back of the head, like, where's that coming from? Or where did we learn that? Or did we see that with our mom or our dad? Or, you know, did someone criticize us when we were a child for being overweight or weak or whatever that now has made us decide this belief is showing up? Then they can work with EFT on their own. Okay. So even though when I was seven, you know, Luke on the playground said I was weak and dumb and that makes me feel angry, I accept I feel this way. And then we start clearing that emotion from that situation from our childhood, which all of a sudden changes how our brain accesses our strength and our self-care and our desires and our belief systems around that now. Is that yeah, e EFT is such a, a great 
resource for for doing things like that. Absolutely. Um, is there any any risks that people need to keep in mind as they're starting down this path? So what I see sometimes is people like watching YouTube videos on how to heal themselves, which is great. Good place to start. And a lot of YouTube video people are either uninformed or we're trying to, you know, I do this sometimes myself where I start out all my tapping videos with, with this is going to be really general and you need to learn the deeper way to do EFT. Because if I'm just tapping on, let's say, uh, today I'm feeling anxious and overwhelmed, you know, oh my gosh, thinking about all this stuff that could happen in the future, my bank account could go bad or I lose my job or blah, blah, blah. And they start wrapping in so much stuff. Well, our brain can only clear one thing at a time. Mm. So the danger sometimes of doing all of these things on YouTube or treating ourselves is A, we're not getting to the core often. And B, sometimes we're working on so much stuff, it actually amplifies our emotions rather than calming our emotions. So either like I tell people, if you're doing too big of a challenge with EFT, in other words, instead of focusing on last week when I fought with my sister, I'm thinking about all the times I fought with my sister. That's emotionally overwhelming. And so yeah. either EFT is not going to work at all, or you're going to become over emotionally overwhelmed and be like, I'm never doing that stuff again because like, oh, like, ugh, I'm just worse now. So that I would say is the biggest danger with, with some of those, some of those things and working on trauma. One should never work on a trauma by themselves. And that doesn't necessarily mean something like, well, the, of course, it does mean like abuse and, and like all those things. But it also means things that you perceived as a trauma in the moment. So that mm. means if you fall off your bike when you're five and you get yourself all scraped up and you're crying and nobody's around to help you, that can be experienced as traumatic. And sometimes when you go back to that, even as an adult on your own, sometimes it can trigger some really deep feelings that can be hard to manage on yourself. So that's what I tell people just to be on the safe side. Like really work with things that are present, that are in the now, that are small, bite size, right? Mm -hmm. I eat an elephant, one spoonful at a time kind of stuff, you know? And yeah. what's really good about what, what you just described there is the, the uh, so the fighting with the sister, for example, right? Mm -hmm. That in the brain, it's attached to all of those times anyway. So if you just work with that one very specific example, you're starting to clear out all of those things just because of the way the brain works with the, yes. the, the neuroscience behind all that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's actually more effective than working with all the times because we think, oh, if we do it all at once, it's going to be so much more efficient and it's really not. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> this is not the place for efficiency. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about some different ways of altering your state from the, from hypnosis obviously does that. Um, even con the conversation of NLP starts to make your mind go into different places. The, the freedom, emotional freedom technique. What do you, what's, what's giving you hope about the future of using these types of altered states to, to change lives? Mm -hmm. What I love about it is, so when I got out of massage school and I was learning about energy work and like higher self and how we're connected and how we're all one and, you know, energy patterns, I never wanted to talk about it because I was like, people are going to think I'm crazy, right? I'm 19. I look like I'm five, you know, <laughs> like everyone's going to think I'm just, and what I'm seeing that's really hopeful is people are becoming aware. 
They're becoming aware of energy systems. Science is able to back it up in some way. Um, looking at quantum physics, we're starting to understand that when we observe something, just the nature of observation changes, right? We're understanding that time is not as we see it. And so time can be flexible. Even with EFT, I tell people, okay, think about something that was stressful in the past. Okay, now you're getting emotion about it. Now you feel it in your body. Your brain doesn't know the difference between past, present, and future. Yeah. So we can do a lot of really specific work in altered consciousness states that's very gentle, that's very supportive, and um, doesn't require someone to really like go over their trauma again and again and again, because we can access it by coming up into the quantum field, accessing that point, clearing it in our mind without having to relive it. And that's the thing I think is super, super powerful for people right now, is that they get to heal without reliving it. Yeah really really important sometimes those those past experiences are too intense to uh have to make somebody go through right you don't have to go through that stuff to right to resolve them right don if somebody wants to learn more about you i mean i know you do what you're doing now can all this be done online yes everything i do is online except for massage but not for many people do that anymore. And, and so that's not really your focus anymore. So as you're, uh, if somebody wants to learn more about you, how can they, how can they connect with you? Mm-hmm. So my website is unified-mind.com. That's the best place to go. There's buttons where people can book a 20 to 30 minute call with me. And then we can have a conversation about what are they looking for? Am I the best person? Oh, no. Or do they need to be referred out? And we can really have a conversation about how can I support them? I can give them some free resources like I've got on my YouTube channel, I've got how to do tapping, right? And how to learn to learn how to do tapping quote unquote properly, the basic techniques. So that's the best way to go is unified-mind.com. Great. I'll I'll make sure that that's in the show notes, but I'll also put that that YouTube uh, that YouTube link in there as well, because that uh, that tapping video would be a great resource for somebody who's just wants to kind of dip their toes in, I would think. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Great. And, and Don, what is, what is one insight or piece of knowledge that you would like everyone listening or watching here to, to take home with them? Hmm. I would say just really trust that if you want to do something or if you believe something is possible, there's a reason why it's coming to you, right? Like not everybody wants to be an astronaut. Everyone wants to be a lawyer. Not everyone wants to be a hippie healer. Not everybody, you know? So if you have a really strong desire, that's because you're meant to do that or be that or expose yourself to that or whatever it is. So just trust that and start doing what you get to do to get there or to experience that or to see that or to heal that or whatever it is because that's that's your path that's your higher self that's your your intuition that's your soul saying like hey remember this like you get to do this this is what you get to be and then do whatever healing work you need to do to clear the fear or the worry or the anxiety or that you know that's that's keeping us safe right because that's our unconscious mind going Ooh, that seems scary. We're going to keep you safe back here. 
right? We get to change all that and step into who we're really meant to be here sooner. Yeah, that's trust is the thing that keeps coming up for me, like just trust and let it let things unfold for you, but also follow the curiosity, right? Like you said, follow, follow those things that are calling to you and you don't have to know where it's leading you. Right. It's just about that trust. Yes. And sometimes it's not going to look like what we think it is <laughs> or be on yeah. the timeline that we want it to be. So <laughs> trust is also about letting go of that expectation, you know? So do you have a, a moment of trust where you stepped into that, that void? Oh man. Um, it's happened a few times actually. Um, where I used to own a massage and wellness center where I had 13 employees. And one day I was just like, I'm done. I feel burnt out, but you know, this is my baby I've nurtured for years. And I had to just kind of trust that it was time to go. It was time to move on. It was time to do better things. Um, I would say another example is I was hiking once and I was with my mom in Sweden visiting our, our, our homeland per se, you know, and it became really clear to me, like in my mind, I just heard this voice, like, you need to come back. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, I kept hiking and they're like next year. And I was like, what? No, like I'm building a new practice and I just started this and I just moved and I just like, I've got this thing and like, I can't leave in a year. And then I was like, well, okay, maybe I need to leave in a year. And I did. And so I moved to an, another country. I didn't know where I was going to live. I didn't know what my job situation was going to be. I didn't know anything. I just like just went and it turned out fabulous. So that's a, that's a big one there. I would think. <laughs> and then I came back right before COVID and I was like, all right, I guess I'm not, but <laughs> that's the new thing I'm supposed to be doing then. Cause <laughs> so then it was another level of trust. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Dawn, for, for sharing with us, for uh, sharing some of this insights and that, that message and, and that story that you just shared. I just appreciate the, you being real with us all. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave me a five-star review on Apple podcasts. That's the best way to expand the message. And it would really mean a lot to me. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast through whatever platform is your favorite, or you can even subscribe on YouTube. That way you'll stay up to date with all things Super States. And make sure to let me know what topics or what guests you'd like to hear from in future episodes. You can just leave me a comment. You can find me on almost all the social media platforms at Joshua Ray, R-E-Y, Peters. I will answer whatever comments you put out there. I'll see you all next week. I'll see you all next week. Remember, you carry the seeds of change inside. Stay flexible, keep growing, and embrace your transformation. Oh,